Hey folks, this is uh, an episode that we released to our subscribers about 18 months ago and it's kind of a little preview of what you can get when you sign up to our Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com forward slash unsungpod you can see all of our tiers for all of our different benefits you can get for being a fan. But one thing you get, no matter how much you give us, is you get early access to all our episodes and you also get access to these bonus episodes. So if you like what you hear on this, go over there and and, and check out the, the benefits and stuff. This is a little bit more freewheeling than our, our usual chat, but hopefully you guys dig it. You this guys is paid a money. Split seven inch, so that means special uh, super bonus split uh, seven inch. I did a, a costume change just bonus for it. content. Yep, uh, <sighs> you paid monies for this, and we thank you so much for that. Uh, uh, we put slightly less effort into this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like yeah. I set at a slightly jauntier angle. Yeah, my yeah. earphone is slightly askew. Mark lets his beard down. Yeah, yeah. Take take all the all the fucking man bun out and all that shit. Like, yeah. But this is actually a good one because there was f- there was a load of oh, things. Man. So uh, who so, suggested this? So it's Craig Brown, who is a good friend of the pod. He fucking loves a podcast, and he suggested this very fine topic. Uh, it, so the topic is yeah. uh, best final tracks on records. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's actually interesting how many of my favourite records don't necessarily have an amazing final track. Mm. But then it's also then interesting going through and finding quite a lot of albums that are maybe not incredible but have really good yeah, final tracks some, as well. There's some really genius moments of ending tracks. Yes. Yeah. Um I don't even necessarily think we'll get into them, but the band Radiohead spend a disproportionate amount of time, I think, considering their final tracks and their albums. Yeah. I think my favourite if we're gonna talk straight up, I think my favourite final track by Radiohead is uh, videotape on yeah. Rainbows. Because that, that's also, one of my favourite radio hits. Motion songs. And picture or soundtrack? No, know. it's the tourist on OK Computer. Is the other one? Yeah. No. I was actually going to start us off with uh, Pink Maggot. I also chose that. Well, I, it's interesting one. that I did make a note of just the fact that Deftones in general, not so much their last tracks, but their secret tracks. Yeah, are yeah, yeah, amazing. Mm-hmm. On their on their first three records, the secret tracks are probably up there with the best tracks on the albums. Yeah. So we'd kind of talked about, oh, should we mention you know albums that should have finished earlier? On a great track, but I think there's so many options with this topic. Yeah. Um, Are we talking about secret tracks, though? Because that's like no, no, no. So yeah, I, yeah, I that, think we're not that's, talking about that's secret the thing. tracks. So I think Pink Maggot's great. 
I would have said that the likes of um, Boys Republic from White Pony is a, even better, but it's a secret track. So I think that'll possibly be suggested at some other point in but the future. But Pink Maggot is an interesting one because the record label then got them to re-record it as a single, speed it up, repeat the chorus, and then even put it as the first track on the re-release of the album. It does have probably the best chorus on the record, even though it's not primed for being a pop song. Yeah. But, you know, that Back to School is not supposed to be on White Pony. It's an aberration, that song, really. Yeah. You think about it. Yeah. Well, I really like Pink Maggot version. works perfectly. Yeah, yeah Pink yeah. Maggot's such a good track. That's a decent one. Can I just say, so I, I eventually just resorted to doing this, like, alphabetically, going through, like, my library of music, mm. and I, I had to just cut it at L. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was just like, this is, we've only got, well, this is meant to be a short bonus Half segment. Hour, yeah. yeah, I mean, so uh, I've literally not, I don't think I've got any, but maybe one that popped into my head beyond L. So it's not comprehensive. Mm. And I think we'll probably come back to this. So I'm not going to like be exhaustive. If you can think of something that's not on here, let us know. If it comes after the letter L, then just, you know, hold fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it, I mean, there's so, so, so many. There's a few anomalies as well. Uh, we noticed a few that, you know, you get albums where they've got like two live tracks on the end. I didn't really think we should count them. No, I wouldn't no. count them though. And there's also like, What's interesting Re-issues. is like, there's sometimes bonus tracks yeah. and sometimes like for instance the the album that got me into black metal was the Mubogir Puritanical Euphoric Misanthropia mm. and the version I had which also came with a poster and a back patch <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the final track on the record was uh, Burning Hell which I think is a is that Twisted Sister or Sisters of Mercy track um, and it's kind of cheesy and but I kind of liked it but in actual fact it shouldn't really that was a extra track and the the actual final track is a tr- song called Perfection or Vanity which is actually a really really good closing track because it's just this really long slow instrumental sort of symphonic thing I can't so. quite remember, but uh, is the song We Are The Romans on the album We Are The Romans by Botch actually a full track? Because it's the kind of drum and bass kind of yeah weird electronic thing. It doesn't sound like anything else in the album, and I wasn't sure if it was thrown on as some kind of additional thing. Cause I, if the, if, it doesn't appear on the, the track listing. Right, because if that album finishes on Man The Ramparts, then that's a real contender. It does... And then you've got a hidden track. Mm. Oh, is uh, that what it is? Well, thank God for Worker B's remix is like a hidden track on it. So maybe We Are The Romans is, is it maybe on a bonus track or something? Okay, well, no, I mean, hey, if Man The Ramparts is the last one on that, that is a Yeah, beast. that really works. That is a really, really good one. Although I would have loved it if it ended Anthology of Dead Ends on Afghanistan. But anyway, you know. Yeah, I know. What am I going to do? Hey, there's, maybe we should talk about a few of the albums that we've, 
actually featured. Yeah, because that's one. There's quite there's quite a few of them actually. Yeah. Uh, the just first to, album. We hang on, just to clear something up, that's not on the original version at all. We are the Romans. Uh, well, cool. there you are. Oh, there you go. Um, the first album we ever featured was Scottish Fiction. No, it was uh, Remote Part by Idlewild. Yeah, and, Scottish and Fiction is a good closing track. Scottish Fiction is a really good closing track, and I think they try and finish their sets with that. It's got the um, spoken word part by Edwin Morgan. Edwin Morgan, um, Jane Doe by Jane on Jane Doe. Jane Doe's on my list. That's, that's a fucking yeah. unreal mm-hmm. end. Although I'm torn between that and Wretched World from Axe to Fall. I prefer Wretched World personally. Really outstanding. Yeah. And then, I mean, Hanging Moon on You Fail Me is very different because it's a fast as fuck. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're like, all right, we're going to do another two minute after the previous three slow songs. But it works really well as well. Mm-hmm. There's a Converge couple- are just really good at it. Yeah. Uh, Cave In as well, actually. Woodwork on Antenna is a really big, epic, tuneful, gushy final song. Uh, and New Moon on Jupiter, obviously the album that we covered. New Moon's a, a brilliant song to finish yeah. on. Well, I had uh, picked... Um Built this site on Debts and Booze by Welcome Scream, which is the last song Career Suicide, which is a record recovered, and I think it's it's the longest song on the record. It is an epic, epic, epic closer. Wake up! And that's another good shout, I think. Um, um, we covered uh, Dirty Three and mm-hmm. the track Lullaby for Christy, the kind of repeated motif over almost eight minutes of just this very, very faint, beautiful lilt building up and building up and then fading away again. And I, I think it's an absolutely gorgeous bit of music. Low had a couple as well, um, not on trust, admittedly, but uh, violent past and walk into the sea uh, from drums and guns and the great destroyer. Are really really good in their own right. They tended to go for these really saturated final tracks. So like almost like overdriven organs, overdriven compressed vocal effect. It was it was a weird, hazy, dreamy, maximal end to the albums rather than rather than going out in something quite soft. But it's really effective. 
Uh, we're not here on Mr. Peace by Mogwai is a very good closer. I think Mogwai probably are very near the top of the list uh, with their final song on Young Team, which is of course Mogwai Fear Satan. Yeah, which is which it could finish music really. Arguably, <laughs> yeah, arguably their defining song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we've done uh, the first Bronx record so Strobe Life the last song on that is a, a really really good song doesn't really sound like the rest of the record but it's a nice low key almost at the driving esque kind of feeling song and um, on the grunge mixtape uh, the live one I chose Hole Live Through This mm-hmm. and the final track in that Rockstar which I think some people call Olympia but that's a really really good strong finishing song it's, it's a song that could have appeared way 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 earlier in that album and still being like a a big tune Mm -hmm. so it was kind of brave of them to put it so close to the end Um, on on that note I actually really like it when bands do that when bands take a song that is just incredibly strong and then put it on the end because, I mean, it's quite often as well, you don't even hear it the first couple of times you listen to yeah. it. Yeah, really yeah, dedicated. yeah. they're just like, this is for the album, not for you. <laughs> yeah, um, I think uh, there's a, a Spanish group that I think I've maybe mentioned, uh, they're actually split up now, but they're called Betonizer, or Betonizer, uh, and they have a song called Disfrutar Esir Contodo uh, from the album Enciende to Lomo, and I'll put a wee sample of it on, but it is probably the band's best tune. It's at, it's at the end of this record and it is just such a good good ending because the record's pretty consistently pretty good and then it just has this phenomenal ending that just has given it a special place because you always whenever you think about it you're like it just ends so well you know uh, one of the ones I went for was Hallowed Be Thy Name by Unmaiden An absolute, beast. an absolute beast of a song yeah truly um, and also in a completely different tangent but still pretty great is uh, some quick from the, uh, the last song on the second Nails record of band No Life it's just unrelentingly pummeling it's a properly big evil 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 song Which I totally love, and then it's a, uh, you can tell me if this is t- if I should put this in or not. But the end of disc one of the river has the river by Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> which is a phenomenal tune. <laughs> mm, it's not the end of the album, though. Is no, it? no, no. I wanted to mention it though. <laughs> Actually, one that you'll dig, Mark. One that I thought was quite interesting as well. Uh, Bad Religion. So 
Well, first of all, I like Grey Race. Mm. Uh, it actually finishes with a punk rock song, but sung in German. <laughs> I think I kind of prefer it. Yeah. It's just it's, it's it's earlier in the album, but they just repeat it at the very end of the album, mm. but sung in German. And then I think the middle eight is still in English because maybe they just didn't learn the German in time. Yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, but Stranger Than Fiction by Bad Religion uh, is an interesting one. They had released a track called 21st Century Digital Boy mm-hmm. as part of Against the Grain, but yeah, it yeah. never came out as a single, but it was a massive song for them. They were playing it every single night for like 15 years or something like that, and it, yet it had never actually been a single. So when they brought out Stranger Than Fiction, apparently this was their big step up to a major, controversial step up to a major. Uh, the label was concerned that there were no obvious singles on that album and so the band were like well why don't we re-record 21st century digital boy and release it as a single this time seeing as it's so popular which seemed to work actually quite well for them but they put it as the last tune so the album fantastically strong album anyway uh, but the album ends on this massive tune but also one thing about that and it this kind of doesn't really necessarily go with the rules here but on the two other editions of that the japanese one and the european one uh, there are two and three tracks extra and those tracks are makovian process news from the front and leaders and followers and genuinely no hyperbole they are three of the best bad religion songs ever they would make my probably my top five Battle Legend <laughs> tunes and they are the secret tracks or they're the bonus tracks sorry on the, the re- on the, these editions of this album so however you end that album however you end Stranger in Fiction if it's the original one the European one or the Japanese one you're ending on an absolute ripper of a tune yeah yeah it's a good shout I just realised we missed out Heart by Nine, Nine Inch Nails on Downward Spiral that's a very 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 good example uh, yeah. fucking hell also Purple Rain on Purple Rain yeah I was going to mention that yeah, yeah it's the final track in I didn't actually know that All Apologies on In Utero oh yeah of course All Fuck. Apologies these are sort of is a great classics did you know uh, Freebird was last <laughs> on that Leonard Skinner record unsurprising didn't know that uh, When yeah. the Levy Breaks on Led Zeppelin 4 that's, that's a banger that's a banger that's true can you tell Dave's opened up a list uh, <laughs> I know these are other people's these aren't people um, ones that I thought the on a kind of slightly more well, not, not that obscure uh, the band Jawbox on the album Jawbox uh, they finish with a cover of Tori Amos's Cornflake Girl and it is tremendous this is not really It is a really, really good cover. Um, actually, one of the best covers I've, I've heard. Full stop. And it's a great way to finish that album. Um, I was thinking about Run the Jewels, and for me, it's a toss-up between Angel Duster at the end of the first record, or um, Report to the Shareholders, Kill Your Masters at the end of the third record. I got away with this. They might drag me away for this. Put me in a cage for this. I might pay for this. I just say what I want, like I'm made for this. But I'm afraid some days I might be wrong. Both are like kind of similar in vibe, but um, I think maybe Angel Duster just pips it for me because it's I don't know it's got that awesome key keyboard. Who's it? Is it Kamasi? Not Kamasi Washington. Who's the guy that was in Mars Volta that 
that that died. Anyway, he's he plays keys in that record and uh, is is properly big sounding. On a kind of tangent from that, one band that excels at final tracks is the band Faith No More. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was struggling to kind of pick actually which one I prefer because on Angel Dust, they finish with Easy. <laughs> They're totally defining cover. Um, on King for a Day, they finish with a tremendous song called Just a Man, which includes like a gospel part and is so tongue in cheek, yet also just excellent. It's a phenomenal ending to an album that is just so all over the place stylistically as well. Going from like Cuckoo for Kaka and Star AD to Just a Man to uh, Evidence. It's just such a wild array of styles in that record. Um, and also Album of the Year, the album that followed that, uh, ends with this incredible like doom anthem. Like really deeply pessimistic song called Paths of Glory. Uh, it was such a downer ending to what was for a long time their last work. Another band that, well, their their best three records, which were their first three records, and each of them have a very good uh, final song, are uh, The Chemical Brothers. Uh, Exit Planet Dust finishes with Alive Alone. Like all three of these records, their final track is like a big, mad, expansive, slow, sort of introspective thing. Alive Alone is great on the first record. Uh, Dream On on Surrender is uh, fantastic, but I think the pinnacle is, and one of the best of all time for me is uh, the private, private psychedelic reel. Digger on hold for a second record, which I also think is the best record. But um, yeah, it finishes fucking incredibly. Um, even just going up to L and Alphabet, I ended up with like a top five here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the favourite was perversely the most, the one that immediately jumped out of my head as soon as Mark told me what the, the subject was that had been chosen. But before I get there, some honourable mentions. Uh, I think Fuck Buttons, Flight of the Feathered Serpent, which we've mentioned on the interviews with Ben. Uh, it's on the Taro Sport album. Mm-hmm. That's a terrific ending to that record. Uh, and he's no stranger to that because he's also the Wings of Hate on his newest album, Animated Violence Mild, just out. An absolutely crushing album, as we said it would be when we were interviewing him because we were lucky enough to hear it in advance. Uh, the track Wings of Hate is just brilliant, like brilliant, really brutal. Uh, Blackheart Procession, if you've ever heard of them, um, really atmospheric, kind of sinister, 
I don't even know what you call them, like noirish country alternative project. Um, they on their album The Spell, which came out in two thousand and six. The final tune to bring you back is a heartbreaking song. It's a good album, but it's a heartbreaking final song. Uh, and on that same kind of tone, uh, Leif Erikson from Interpol's first full album, uh, Turn On The Bright Lights. There's another pure uh, tearjerker. To, f- to finish on um, uh, one that jumped into my head that hasn't made that top five uh, Third Eye from Enema by Tool mm-hmm. you know the track Third Eye? I'm not a huge Tool yep. fan starts with a Bill Hicks sample and is it was about 13 minutes long that song It's a great song, has all the different things they do in it. It's probably them at their absolute best. I mean it's that the the album is them at their best, but Third Eye is just proggier than the rest of that album. So obviously they started to get longer and more elaborate and more you know, more tool, I guess. More cliched tool, you know, they're just really recycling what they did now. But um Third Eye, that final tune is way longer, way more experimental. It's a bit like the track Push It also in that album, um, where it goes into these long passages that are quite ambient and quite gentle, and then it has these other really, really nasty, intense, heavy parts in it. Third Eye is a really, really great song, and a song that long after you've digested a lot of the rest of the album, you're still working away at this final track because there's so much more to it. Um, So I think think that deserves a mention. Also, uh, Fugazi, the track Argument on the Argument. Tremendous yeah, on my list. I fucking love that track. To so finish much. a career as well, because yeah. we don't know if they're ever going to do anything else. And if that is their last ever song, it's a hell of a way to go out. But yeah, I, th- I think that's all my honourable mentions. So I've really only got my list. Mark, do you have anything else you want to um, sneak in? Oh no, actually, in honour of my wardrobe change, the track oh, Armour Love off. on uh, <laughs> Jesus Larue's <laughs> first album. Is just so goddamn good, like so good. I'm sure it is. Before the before the <laughs> remix of uh, is it in for the kill remix? Before the remix, the last prop track proper is wonderful. Yeah, I would for honorable mentions for me are probably Rough Hands, uh, which is the last song in Crisis by Alex on Fire. different from the rest of the album like piano led really 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 nice use of the three vocalists 
um, Orchestra of Wheels by Gallows. is the last song on the first record and it is a bit immature in the sense that the lyrics are quite graphic and it's all about like taking like sort of like a critique of like that pure lad culture the pure like going out and like trying to pull lassies kind of culture um, but it's it's a really really good really effective song and uh, yeah The Force Majeure by Boy Sets Fire uh, last song on After the Eulogy Oh, that is a good song. That's a really, really yeah. good closer. Wow, that's, a, that's an older reference. Yeah. Have you got a list? Your, your I do have list? a list, yeah. Um, uh, in no particular order, The Pecan Tree by Def Evan with Dunstan Bather. I think it's a really, really, really good closer. Red Sky by Thrice. Um, you are wrong, Chris. <laughs> Fuck off. On Visu, Red Sky by Thrice is a really downbeat, low key closer. Um, which then gets quite epic and then sort of tails off at the end. Um, 23 by Jimmy World on Futures. Also, really good closer, seven and a half minutes long, slow, really. I remember you talking about and builds and builds, yeah. Yeah. That's a really good song, I like that. Yeah. That's a, that's a really, really, really good album. Um, I just want to sell it at my funeral by the Wonder Years. One of the things I love about this song the most is it actually does like a reprise of all the co- all the or like three or four different choruses from the record that kind of make up the narrative almost. Oh, that's quite cool, yeah. So like they kind of work them back in. So yeah. it's a really it's a nice touch, really nice way to end it. And I suppose finally for me, uh, and like I said, it's in no particular order, but um, no surface, all feeling by Eremy Street Pictures on everything must go. Oh, yeah, wowzers! It's a really, really good. I remember ending. the Christmas my dad got that album. <laughs> <laughs> well, like everything. Oh yeah, that is the dad album. That's the BMW album. Yeah. No, yeah. that's what you're thinking of. This is my truth. The one after this. No, no. This this was the first BMW album. Sorry, to break it to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you maybe Audi, but definitely <laughs> in that direction. Comes with indicators in case you need to use them. Um, right. So I I feel like there's three types of good tracks. Uh, finishing tracks. There is like. One that has kind of nothing to do with the record. It's like the album might have finished before, and then this is like a last sort of. Well, that was weird, wasn't it? <laughs> so it's like a 
a the weird post l- yeah thing. look back at it <laughs> yeah. then there's just a total banger that's on the end yeah. that we've talked about like 21st century digital yeah. type thing and then there is sort of long drawn out final tracks that yeah. are just like alright we're going to fucking fuck about with this I got a serious soft spot for those ones man. Yeah, yeah me too same. that's I've got an entire playlist made up of them mm-hmm. and it's yeah it takes in a whole range of emotions there's something nice about that though right so it's maybe rather than us just jumping straight into that list before you the the thing about a last track, it really allows an artist to indulge themselves. Yeah. You know, I th- like, yeah, okay, some feel like the compulsion to end big, end strong, but others are like, no, nah, I've done the work. This is, f- this is about me now. Yeah, exactly. This is, this is like my moment and this is my chance to put like uh, a bow on this album, an artistic sort of final, like a, the, the kind of a garnish of mm. how mm. do I want this to finish? Yeah. You know, and I think there's some really there, there's something much deeper about the process for a last track, almost in fact, than anything. Because even a first track is actually probably more commercially minded than it is creatively yeah, minded. Yeah. So, like a last track has that right. Go do something. Let's magical. try and sum up this yeah. record in or, one track. Yeah, yeah, or say something even. Yeah. Like you said, even if it's disconnected to what's come before. Yeah, and you get some. You get some total nonsense, obviously, but yeah. you get some wonderful results as well from that mm-hmm. sense of freedom that the artist then gets. Yeah. It's, it, often that's experimentation, doing stuff that you don't hear them doing on any other tracks. So in my, in, yeah. my, in my honourable mentions, I mean, there's a couple of tracks that I was like, fuck, I can't believe they were last. Uh, this Must Be The Place, Naive Melody by Talking Heads. That's oh, the last track yeah. on Speaking In Tongues. Um Last track on The Queen Is Dead by The Smiths is uh, Some Girls Are Bigger Than Others. Fucking great track. Then, do you know what? The last track on Joshua Tree by U2 (laughs) is uh, Mothers of the Disappeared. And it's actually this really fucking beautiful, introverted... It's nearly post-rock. It's really, really good. Considering that, you know, that album starts with the three songs that sound the same from the Friends. Ariel by Kate Bush is uh, finishes with Ariel and it's fucking beautiful. Oh, can I just add Ariel's by Sesame of a Down? Uh, yeah, I don't think that's aged well, but I mean, I did like it when it came out. Yeah, um, <laughs> then there's check it, Dave taking the high ground uh-huh. on new metal. Oh, no, there? I know. No, come on, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> let's yeah, no, but I'm like to rage here. <laughs> if you want good new metal finishes, what's the last song in the Life Is Peachy? Uh, oh, is that not Twist? No, did they not do a cover of uh, da, 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 Lowrider? Da? Yeah. Anyway, I think that's last. Anyway, but if yeah. you want two great new metal finishers, then the first two Slipknot albums finish with like big, huge post metal riffs. Uh, scissors off uh, Slipknot scissors is fucking is pretty, amazing. That's yeah. pretty cool. And then Iowa off Iowa yes. just sounds like Neurosis. Yes. So Scissors and uh, uh, Iowa are both great examples of a band having the reins taken off just for a while at yeah, the exactly. end of the record. Because like, at the, f- the front of the record, you've got Wait and Bleed on, or My Plague. It's like three like, minutes, four let's minutes. Let's do the single. Yeah, yeah. Whereas at the end, they're like, oh, we can be as good a band as we want. It gives you some real insight into what these bands could do if they yeah. were also, you know, so involved with the commercial trappings of mm. their, their project as well. Uh, Architects, remember them? Oh. I mean, they're huge now. I almost picked an Architects but song. the first track off their first mini-album... Uh, the last track. The last track, sorry. Uh, the Darkest Tomb from Nightmares is a fucking great track. Yeah. 
it's like really technical um, but it's just got like some amazing little riffs that like swirl around uh, and oh. also a band called Hope's Fall remember them? Oh, Hope's Fall man yeah. uh, they're epic the Satellite Years was like their decent record and the last track by them is called The Bending and it's fucking brilliant it just sort of all breaks down and then loads of little riffs come out after you um, but my top five I'm going to go for um, one that sits outside the rest of the record is uh, from Aphex Twins Syro his last record Asa Tatsana 102 And it's just this beautiful little introspective piano track after 12 tracks of mad electronic. And it's one of his most played tracks because it gets added to all these Spotify like chill out lists or whatever. But it's absolutely beautiful. Sixth. Wow. <laughs> oh. uh, Death of a Dead Day, which was their second record. Oh. It's fine. But um, as the earth spins around, it's a fucking amazing final track. Because it like it's another like hopes fall or architects where it just breaks down and you've got mm. drums and guitar and loads of ideas coming out and it fades out. I couldn't get into that. I love a fucking fade out. Can you get into that record? But I may have to go I back to that song. Truly love a fade out, and the best fade out of all time is vulgar display of power by no. Pantera oh. and Hollow. <laughs> Where it just oh my god! When I was yeah, talking, so when I was talking I've, to Craig about I've this in the pub the other, well. the other day, he'd mentioned that song as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I've picked a fade out, and I think it's a better fade out. All right, and then uh, Seeger Ross brackets bracket untitled eight. Uh, just a fucking beautiful, powerful song. I mean, fucking amazing. It does and, uh, sound as boring as a Seeger Ross song. No, it's like that's their good record, and that's like the the best song on their good album. Okay. Uh, and then I think probably my favorite would be possibly one of my favorite records of all time. And I saw this live, Dark City Dead Man, off um, somewhere along the highway by Cult of Luna. this 15 minute massive masterpiece of fucking joy and I think it's maybe the best post-rock post-metal song that there is I can, I can believe that I'm a big fan um, I don't so know what me. you mean but yeah really good alright uh, my five are quite different uh, counting down number five the band I've mentioned many times Electric Electric in France their third record which is incredibly dense and incredibly hard to get into but really good but a lot of work but it ends with the most accessible banging tune on the record. So they've done all this incredibly complicated, challenging... I, I can't even define it. 
actually I, I don't even know how you would uh, explain that record but uh, it's like 17 degrees or it's like 17 degrees zero zero is the, is the, the way it's written It's just an absolutely stunning track. Very cyclical, very hypnotic, but the the, the biggest ripper on that record. Uh, the fourth one, FOD by Green Day from Dookie. <laughs> Craig also mentioned that as well. That is a fucking great song, that. That is a really, really good end yeah. track. I don't think I've ever played an end track as much as I've played that end track, and I'm including something in the way mm. in that. I think FOD by Green Day, and it was such a brilliant ending to that album. Mm-hmm. Because that album, one of the things it did so well was that even though it was pop punk, it varied the tempo, it varied the sound, it varied the palette constantly throughout yeah. the album. That just it, it gave you so many repeated listens. As a result, it was it's amazing. That's yeah, me and my good lady wife listened to that record on the drive down from Inverness a few months ago, and it's fucking great. Oh, yeah. it's tremendous, it's so untouchable, good. untouchable. Yeah, and I'm not mentioning the weird Kermit secret track. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so I was in my room. In at three. Uh, I'm going to go back to Blank Mass because the track Detritus uh, from Dumb Flesh I think is absolutely one of the best closing tracks ever written by anybody. It's three minutes of white noise that very, very, very slowly gives way to this kind of barely perceptible melody that starts to push through and then explodes and the whole thing is so saturated and so harsh but so beautiful as well it's got this really febrile shimmering quality to it I mean I absolutely love that song Um, really really euphoric Uh, number two uh, is by the band Hot Snakes and the final track on their album Audit in Progress uh, called Plenty For All not actually that typical of the rest of the album. It has like a very riffy guitar hook to it that is totally identifiable really, really upbeat. Like the track is played in such a major key. It is so triumphant so optimistic and the album is by no means like that all the way through. They're quite a cynical band at times but that final track is just jubilant. It's just such a brilliant energetic way to finish an album and it's a bit like in its own way, all apologies, but just massively punked up. That kind of weird, beautiful, upbeat, pretty thing, but just very energised. And my Number one. Number one. Foo Fighters. Exhausted. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Fuck off. Just doing that to be contrary. I'm not, you? I swear. Exhausted from the first Foo Fighters album is an absolutely astonishing record. Now 
there's a track two prior to it called Ecstatic that sort of does a similar thing, uh, but not quite as well. That really saturated, slightly shoegazy thing. But Exhausted is basically like shoegaze grunge, but done so, so well and so melodic. It's so dreamy, so fuzzy, just brilliantly judged. The, the tempo of it's great. Uh, the fade out and then fade back in is brilliant. It's It's got this massive, massive kind of segment of just feedback, just squealing feedback that just adds to the sleepiness of it. When I was younger, I was massively into that album, as as we know. Um, I mean, we're going back to what episode two, two, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, hugely into that album for all the shit that we've lumped on Dave Grohl since. <laughs> uh, but uh, that is probably the tune that I've more than any other lay back in my bed listening to an album and just slowly dozed off because I would be awake for the full album, but then the way that song ends would have the desired effect, which was to just become really hypnotic and just slowly drift off. And I think it's just a tremendous bit of music. And my thoughts on Foo Fighters are fairly well documented. <laughs> I, it's hard to believe that such a, an absolute masterpiece came from a band that is now doing what they do. But yeah, exhausted by, by Foo Fighters. I think it's just a, a great, great way to finish a record. Well, that's your whack. I mean, that was fun. That uh, was fun. I'd like to do more, maybe. We'll M find out. M to Z. We'll need to do uh, <laughs> secret tracks. We'll, we'll also have to do one on opening tracks. Oh, yeah, as well. opening tracks. Yeah. Oh, we were going to do one as well on albums that should have finished one track sooner. Yeah. Yeah. Or um, songs that are on the middle of albums that should, yeah, be, should yeah. be at the end. Oh. Um, there's so many but yeah, there's so this. many yeah. uh, seven inches we but can do as long as you people keep giving us it. cash yeah, yeah. But, well also if you guys nominate it if you if you uh, post up with some of the ideas for these we or tweet us or messages we will absolutely put them in the hat and they'll get pulled out in due course so uh, we'll also do a couple of playlists that we'll send you we'll do our top 15 and then we'll do maybe a bigger one that just has everything in it so wow. cool epic alright Lovely. Right, bye. Thanks. Well, fade out, we guys, love you. Fade out, bye. guys. Can we fade out? Can we just talk a bit until we fade out? And then everything will go quiet and I'll be the end of the track and everything will be.